Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Peeling Back the Fourth Wall today. Uh, Aurora has been working really hard on some of the latest uh, episodes we've been doing. You know, the what-if scenarios and uh, you know, talking about you know some Disney animated movies and, and things like that. She's been doing a lot of research for those. Uh, in light of that, she's actually pretty tired today. She decided that it would be a news snooze day for her. Because uh, as we mentioned before, if you guys did not hear on the podcast, anytime that we do a news episode talking about latest updates, things like that, Aurora says that the news is very important for everybody to hear, but it's boring for her. So she will take her nap uh, during those episodes. So uh, she is going to be snoozing throughout this. So we'll try to wrap it up pretty quickly so she's not sleeping all day on us. Uh, but yeah, with that being said, uh, we'll give you guys some updates. I know we haven't done... A lot of news updates recently and I figured you know it'd be be good just to give a few updates here and there on what's going on uh, out there in the industry so with that being said um, we'll jump right into it here first off is uh, the Adams Family 2 uh, will uh, be releasing in theaters and online rental okay on October 1st so it's interesting to see how everyone's doing everything. It's it's very different now. Every movie is just so different uh, now than uh, what it used to be before the pandemic. You know, it's always the question of, are you going to be releasing in theaters? Are you not going to release in theaters? Are you only going to release online? Like, what are you going to be doing, right? And everyone's doing something different. So, Adam's Family 2 will be in theaters and online rental um, you know, it, it's interesting for sure to see the different, different thought processes. I, I think that, you know, doing theaters and online rental, I, I think it's a way to make sure you're not missing anyone, not missing any demographics, things like that. I think for families, you know, I think for certain families, it's still a good experience to go to theaters. I think it's something that people still enjoy. And for some people, they don't need a theater. You know, for some people, it's, you know, hey, let's just do it at home. Do popcorn at home, you know. But uh, is it really the same experience, you know? And I, I think some of these theaters that, you know, do uh, full meals and things like that, I think that's more of an experience. So I, I don't know. I'd have to look. I would like to see if they're doing a little bit better right now during the pandemic than some of these, you know, standard theaters. I would imagine that they are. Just because, again, like I said, it's more of an experience. Um, and drive throughs or drive-in movies. I mean, who who knows? Maybe those are doing really well, too. I'm not sure. Um, I'll have to check on that as well because I bet those are doing better because you can... Pretty much socially distancing your car, right? So, yeah, Adam's Family 2 uh, release will be in theaters and online rental. So that's very exciting uh, news on October 1st that will come out. We have yet to see the first one. Uh, we're very, very sad about that. We, we do want to see the first one. Uh, but we missed that Halloween window. And I think it just got where, you know, it's not Halloween. Why would we watch it type of thing? So uh, coming up here... Coming up on September, uh, you know, right around the corner tomorrow, 
we'll probably get that in over the next couple weeks and see how that uh, how that movie is. Maybe give a review of it uh, before the second installment releases here. Now, next is uh, there's discussions. Okay, I don't know how high up these discussions have gone of a reboot for The Office. You know, my first response was, are you kidding me? Because the when I think of a reboot, okay, I, I think of reboots as either the film did poorly, okay? Typically, there's not been reboots of television shows, right? The, every now and then you're getting some, but either the film or, you know, series, whatever it is, did poorly, right? And... It had the potential to be better. You know, for instance, movies like... um, Movies like when they did, you know, Daredevil and they rebooted that. Um, They, you know, they rebooted... Well, they haven't officially rebooted it. But, you know, typically the reboot is because of it performing somewhat poorly they think it still has a lot of potential uh, i want to fix some continuity errors things like that retcon some stuff i mean that that's typically what happens uh you know every now and then there's outliers out there you know obviously pirates of the caribbean is an outlier you know they're rebooting it because of the issues with johnny depp so there, there's some outliers there for sure but rebooting an entire series it's difficult it's difficult and my first reaction to this again was are you kidding me because this was great. This was a great television series. It did wonderful. It got great reviews. I mean, it was it was so good. And the thing that I'm going to have the issue with if they reboot it is, like, you think about shows like Seinfeld, right? And how... Seinfeld was timeless, right? Like, you could still watch Seinfeld today, and there's still so many things that actually pertain to the lo- your world, right? Uh, it, it was it was realistic humor. It wasn't made-up humor. It wasn't a lot of crazy scenarios. It was like, no, these scenarios actually happen in real life. So, that's somewhat timeless. However, with the world today, okay... I, I don't understand um, how they can pull this off, okay? I also don't think that you reboot something that for so many seasons it was golden. I mean, it was great for so many seasons. This show was awesome, and what ends up happening, you're going to reboot it, and now you're probably going to upset people. You're probably going to have people not really enjoying it, you know? Recently, that's been the trend, you know? People are like, oh, let's reboot this, let's reboot that. You know, they were doing the I Love Lucy reboot. They were doing, they're doing the Wonder Years reboot, which I don't know what they did with that. It doesn't even seem like the Wonder Years anymore. Um, you know, and, and now they're they're looking to do this, and I'm just, there are plenty of television shows that didn't perform up to the expectations that they had, didn't perform up to the level that they could have performed at, those are the ones you should be looking at rebooting. Why are you looking at rebooting The Office? It's such a good 
franchise. I, well, not franchise, but it was such a good television show. So, you know, I don't think you're going to be able to bring back all the talent you had. A lot of them are going on to do great things with their career. And that's really what made it was the characters, the actors, and, and how they portrayed themselves. I mean, I, I just, I'm just worried about it. Um, plus, how do you keep the same feel of humor in today's ultra-sensitive world? Like, how do you do that, okay? I was thinking the episode the other day where Michael comes in and he's wanting to teach about, like, diversity and things like that, and he's got sticky notes on people's foreheads saying what ethnicity they are, and people have to treat them a certain way based on the ethnicity, and people have to guess what ethnicity they are. They have to guess what the sticky note says on their forehead. And it gets so so bad like some of the things they say is it's so it's so racist and oh man it it it's it's really bad so anyway it is really bad um and there's a lot of other situations that would that would be fried today if they release an episode like that, it'd be fried today if they release a lot of their other episodes. So how do you keep that same like feel of humor that it had? How do you keep that same high level amount of humor you had with today's world? You know, you can't just do the same bits over and over because it won't work today. You also it's hard to make up material. It's hard to come up with these things. It's hard to make the storyline and plot. I mean, you know, look at Seinfeld. They had to stop, and the reason that Seinfeld stopped was because they they felt they ran out of, you know, material. They felt they ran out of good quality material. And yeah, they could have kept pumping out episodes, but they wanted to end on a good note, and the, and they they did. They ended on a fairly good note. So. It's just so interesting to me that they're looking at rebooting this. I know the characters, you know, some of the actors are like, yeah, I'd come back. Yeah, I'd come back. Like, of course you would. There's some of them that they're not doing much with their careers. And, yeah, it would be really good for them to come back and, and you know, get paychecks and, and do this other show. But it is horribly concerning to me because you're not going to be able to keep that same type of humor that really captivated a lot of people in the beginning and made it so funny. So I've got worries about this. We'll see how it goes. I, I think again, this is just a few people talking. I don't think this is high-level discussion at a, you know, an, uh, uh, at a studio or anything like that. But it is something that's been talked about. So we'll see where it goes. Uh, next up, Disney Plus's Rogue One prequel series has finished filming. So we're excited for that. Um, you know, any new Star Wars content is going to be really great for us. It's been a while since we've gotten new Star Wars content uh, because of the way that the, uh, you know, sequel trilogy that Disney did, um, if you can call it a sequel trilogy, you know, the abomination that Disney made of Star Wars. Um, if you guys haven't heard of How Disney Ruined Star Wars episode on here on the podcast, please go back, check that out. Um, we have an entire episode about it. But yeah, we're really happy that it's... Uh, you know, finished filming. Now, this one is going to be a prequel to Rogue One. It is going to highlight uh, Cassian, uh, I believe. I believe it's going to highlight Cassian and, like, the lead up to 
Rogue One, which will be really good because there's a, there's a decent buffer of time there between you know the end of Episode Three and you know A New Hope. So um, you know it it would be good to get a little well not a new hope but rogue one episode three to rogue one there's a good amount of timeline so this will be good to kind of you know put something in there let us see a little bit of what was going on right spider-man far from home setting the stage for the sinister six guys this is so awesome we are so excited about this so absolutely excited about this um i think we met we mentioned this on podcasts a, a while back and we talked about the sinister sticks we talked about how uh, you know, Andrew Garfield's uh, Spider-Man rendition was setting the stage for a, for a Sinister Six. And we were so stoked for this. If you guys don't know what Sinister Six is, it is a coming together of six of Spider-Man's rogues. Uh, rogues are considered villains, okay? So uh, his rogues gallery is amazing, has a ton of great villains, and the Sinister Six is a team up of six of them. Uh, typically led by Doc Ock, and we have been wanting to see this on the big screen. We've been wanting to see this in live action for so long now, and I think they're finally getting there, okay? So based on <clears throat> certain leakings and some things like that that we've heard about, uh, we are pretty sure that the Rhino, Electro, Lizard, Green Goblin, and Sandman are confirmed for that. Sandman, uh, Green Goblin, and... Well, yeah, Sandman, Sandman and Green Goblin uh, coming from Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man renditions. And then the Lizard, Electro, and Rhino coming from Andrew Garfield's rendition, right? So, well, actually, Doc Ock leads them. So maybe all of those aren't confirmed. Maybe it's just people talking about stuff. But Doc Ock is supposedly going to be the leader of these, um, of the Sinister Six. So out of those five, who knows? Maybe the Lizard's not confirmed. Maybe the Sandman's not confirmed. I'm not sure. But I think those would be good. However, if I'm picking the Sinister Six, I'm... I'm going to go back and take a look at some other things. You know, the Venom has not been a part of the Sinister Six. He's he's never really been a part of that. He does his own thing. And uh, nor do I think that he fits with the feel of a Sinister Six. So I think it's good that you don't have Venom in there. Uh, the other villains that you have was you showcase the Vulture. He's been a part of the Sinister Six before. Um, you know, Mephisto, he's been a part of the Sinister Six before as well. And I think they did a really good job with Mephisto. Uh, making it something that's not unreal, you know, they, they did a good job of making his, his stuff, like, helping you understand it, and making it something that, like, oh, this is actually real, he's just using these whatever, you know, this these pieces of technology to make this illusionistic world, so that was really cool, I liked what they did in the movie with it, um, so, you know, it would be interesting to see who they who they put at the five, you know, because Rhino, Electro, like Electro, I'm not a big fan of Electro. You know, the Shocker was one that was always a favorite to me, but he did die in the uh, Tom Holland film. So the Shocker died. I, I don't like Electro. I really would move on from Electro. You know, the Lizard, yeah, he's iconic and. 
you know, there's a there's a good backstory there. There's a there's a twist. There's an inner battle. I mean, yeah, why not use the lizard? I think that's a good one. Green Goblin. Oh my gosh, we need to see that back. Uh, you know, we need to see the Green Goblin back on the screen. I mean, that that was great. And uh, the Sandman. I, I think Sandman's awesome too. The issue with the Sandman is that they left it on such a positive note at the end of Spider-Man Three with him. His character, you really felt resolved from him. You really felt that, okay, this guy is, he's turning over a new leaf. You know, he's hes learning other ways. And he, you know, really turned around and was a good guy uh, at the end of it. You know, you felt for him. So <clears throat> this is something that I think, you know, the Sandman to me, it's a great villain, great character. I don't think it fits with the Sinister Six. <clears throat> So if you take those two out, Electro and Sandman, you've got Rhino, Lizard, Green Goblin. Okay, awesome. I think those are great. Then you've got Doc Ock leading the way. I personally would throw in Mephisto. And I would use this as an opportunity to introduce one new villain. You know, why not? Why not? Why, why just go back to the well and use old... You know, use something that you haven't used before. I think that would be a good idea. So we'll see uh, what they do with it. Also, you have to question deaths. As I remember, the Green Goblin was for sure dead um, in Tobey Maguire's rendition. So it'll be interesting to see how this works with death and whatnot. Because if they're going against death, maybe they bring back Gwen Stacy, which I don't want to see. Like, guys, she died. She had a good death scene like they did a great job with that film i just don't want to see her brought back so um yeah we'll see what happens either way they're gonna do a great job you know disney does a great job they've always they've always done a great job with these films uh with marvel so we'll see what they continue to do next up tom cruise's bodyguard had his bmw stolen in england during filming of the next mission impossible movie Guys, this is hilarious because it's his bodyguard, okay? So his bodyguard was too busy protecting him that he has BMW stolen. That's just so ridiculous to me. Um, so, yeah, anyway, if you guys see a rogue BMW out there in England, yeah, let Tom Cruise know because he's pretty upset about it, apparently. Uh, Elijah Wood wants to be in a Star Wars or Marvel movie. Well, so do I. Duh. Who cares? Like, that's absolutely ridiculous. I don't know why that even made news. Like, who doesn't want to be a part of a Star Wars or Marvel movie? Who the heck doesn't? Aurora's been signing up for years now. So, you know, the whole three years that she's been born. She's like, I've been signing up my whole life, and I still haven't got a shot. You know, and, and Aurora's acting, you know, hey, it's, it's better than Elijah Woods. So, you know, she needs to get first dibs here. Okay? Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife will be in theaters only release. I'm so excited about that. I think that's a really great move. This is something that Ghostbusters is trying to reach that audience it used to have. The audience that grew up loving the movie theaters and the nostalgia of going to the movie theaters to watch a Ghostbusters movie, I think is going to be fantastic. Okay, so I'm excited for it. I can't wait to go. This is something that... You know, I, I know we haven't been in theaters in a while here on the on the channel, 
and we will have to go and watch this because you know it's just it's just such a great nostalgia to go watch the Ghostbusters, um, and they're going back to their roots and everything. This is great. I love it. Um, Expendables Four is set to be shot. Megan Fox is apparently in it. You lost me as soon as you said that she's going to be in it. I'm really not excited for it now. Um, I might watch it down the road, but I'm not going to watch it when it first comes out. I'm not going to go to theaters and watch it. No. No. It just... that That's just wrong. It's just wrong to put her in it. Um, she doesn't fit with it at all. So that tells me they're, they're reaching for things now, so... Jungle Cruise 2 in the works with Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson returning. Uh, this is not that surprising. Uh, Disney has started to get in the area of Universal of, hey, if it works, let's milk it for all it's worth. Uh, Disney used to not do that. They were a little bit better about being picky and choosy and letting things die when they die and giving things good endings. But, you know, they started at Pirates of the Caribbean. It was set to be a solo film. Then all of a sudden it did so well. Hey, let's make another. Same thing here with Jungle Cruise. Okay, Jungle Cruise did really, really well, apparently. And... Yeah, they're going to do a second Jungle Cruise. Now, again, they made this film to be a single film. They did not make it to have a sequel. It ended on a really good note. It ended very well. It could be a great solo film. And now they're going to rush to do something. They're going to throw these actors in it. They're going to come up with some cockamamie thing that doesn't work with the storyline and plot. And it's not going to be as good as the first. I'm just, if it is, I will be absolutely shocked absolutely shot but to me this feels like a cash grab um i will definitely watch it because the first one was pretty good uh it was very very funny but the story is definitely gonna lack in what the first one did uh, you know i i just don't know how they're gonna be able to do as good and especially better than the first one it feels like a cash grab to me definitely something where hey this really worked let's do another like no you didn't set it up for another so let it be a great solo film and just let that be it, you know, go on, make another one. But that's the way it is nowadays, guys. You know, people come up with less and less content. I mean, seriously, like come up with something else. Like you're Disney, you got tons of people working on this. You can come up with something else to do. But whatever, it's exciting uh, because we really enjoyed the first one. Um, you know, I don't, I didn't really like Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt on screen together. I don't think they like I don't feel that they fit very well on screen together I, I just don't know why I think it was like the two actors and the way that they portray themselves the way that they are they I just don't feel like they really fit uh on screen so yeah I mean it, it was someone different you know I mean heck Megan Fox and Dwayne Johnson I, I don't know but I mean it, it just, I don't know, it didn't feel organic to me. Um, something with the personalities there. It's definitely something with the personalities and the way the actors just are, you know? And, and that's the thing. You can't get away from the, the core of who a person is. You know, even in your acting, you still got to have a bit of you there. And that's the best parts of it is that you can bring yourself to the screen. But who knows? We'll see. It'll, it'll be a good film. Disney will do a good job with it. But I, I'm just telling you, it's not going to be as good as the first. So definitely cash grab there. And with that being said, we'll wrap things up with you guys uh, today, let you get back to it. What did you guys think? Uh, any news there you didn't know about? Anything new that you guys are excited for? Uh, let us know. Let us know. And, yeah, next week we'll get back with um, 
new episode. Again, we're probably going to do non-Disney animated films, so you guys stay tuned for that. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Aurora, wake up. Wake up. News is over. Let's go.